0: Hi everybody, I'm Cess Busby, editor of Flying Solo. Welcome to our weekly podcast where we step inside the minds and lives of soloists and small business owners. If you're struggling with exhaustion or overwhelm and want to kiss that feeling goodbye, well today's guest, Resna Hurstow, may have the answer. Vesna is a naturopath, executive wellbeing coach, and mind-body peak performance specialist. Over the past decade, she's helped thousands of business owners improve their health and wellbeing so that they can do their greatest work and live a fulfilling life. Vesna joins us today to provide some fantastic advice on how to say bye-bye to burnout and hello to your best life. Hi Besna, thanks so much for joining me on the show today.
1: Amazing. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Ah, my pleasure. I'm I'm really looking forward to picking your brain because Mm -hmm. you are an expert in something that I think a lot of small and micro businesses and women and probably everyone in general suffers at some point in time from burnout. So I'm really (laughs) keen to get into the nitty-gritty of it. But first, let's maybe start with. Um, a bit about your journey because you started your first business as a naturopath very young with no business experience. So how was that for you?
1: Well, I think because so. I was so young, your mind doesn't go to all these worst case scenarios. But I mean, it was a challenge, but it was exciting. You know, um, I didn't have any business experience. I came from a family that were in business most of their lives and so I had that experience but going into it I just had the passion and um, the hard work ethic and was determined to
0: make it a success. I think that's probably true of a lot of people that start businesses they they start it from that passion point and then they get in to the business and they see there's all this other stuff that Mm -hmm that they maybe might not have a handle on and that can sometimes lead to overwhelm. Was that something mm-hmm. that happened for you? Definitely.
1: Like I think, um, and I was young too, and I think, you know, you get very busy and I was busy and in my work. I'm dealing with a lot of people who are unwell or sick or have major illnesses. And a lot of that was overwhelming uh, in terms of, dealing with that and then running a business. And I didn't really have the skills to handle the workload, the different parts of the business, the amount of stress that I felt that I was under. I mean, for my own business, I went through burnout and that's why I talk about it because I got stuck in that place for quite a few years and it was a really hard place to operate from. And I'd gone into my business and I knew I'd wanted to be a naturopath since I was like 14, 15. Right. And so, Mm. and then in my business, I was like, I don't even know if I want to do this anymore because I was just so burnt out that I couldn't, I didn't relate that actually I'm worn out, too stressed, too tired, too overwhelmed, that it was really just kind of sucking the joy out of my passion and my
0: work. Mm. So that's how it kind of manifested for you, this, this sense of joylessness in what used to be something quite joyful.
1: Yeah, it's definitely one. The other one was I'd have to have naps during the day. I was that tired. Um, I was living yeah. on caffeine and uh, MMs, chocolate. And I was, yeah, I was just anxious all the time. I was irritable. I didn't want to socialize because it was all just too exhausting. Um, I gained a lot of weight as well. Um, so that's how it manifested for me.
0: I'm sure that sounds um, all too familiar for a a lot of our listeners. So what steps did you kind of take yourself to get yourself out of that funk?
1: Well, being a naturopath, I thought that, right, I've got all the tools, I've got dispensaries, I've got my herbs, I've got my supplements, I know what I need to eat, and I did all of that and I still wasn't getting better and I was still finding that I was very burnt out. So it took me, you know, quite a few years to really Understand that so much of our mental stress, because I look at business that there are challenges, but it's the emotional roller coaster that gets us the most. And Mm. unless we can deal with our mental and emotional stress, it's going to lead to burnout. So it's not just a case of having too much to do or too much on our to do list, it's how we're dealing with all of that. So having a recovery plan, so yes, looking after the body, setting up good habits, but also reducing. The mental and emotional stress, really building resilience, um, and not, you know, having so much on our mind, stay on our mind. So letting go of the overthinking, the overanalyzing, the worry, concern, etc.
0: I think that resilience piece—it's something that's talked about quite a lot at the moment. I think, especially uh, since the pandemic, business owners (laughs) needing to find that. That resilience and people in general just needing to have more resilience to be able to cope with, with what's going on. What would be some tips that you would have to build resilience?
1: So the first thing I always recommend is number one, like taking care of the physical stress on your body. So in terms of diet and how we and our lifestyle. So we want to be able to when we look at burnout, we look at you know, um, chronic stress that hasn't been managed successfully. And Mm -hmm. most of that is mental and emotional stress. But we can do a lot to change the body and the biochemistry in order to help us to adapt to stress and handle things better, right, and not get so caught up. So one of them is reducing, you know, the stress on the body or stress hormones. So I really go into, you know, eating well. Like carbohydrates can help to reduce stress. They reduce stress hormones in the body. They help us to come out of a stress response, right? Um, Having regular meals also helps to support the body during stress, cutting out sugars, things like that, which actually has a huge impact on our glucose levels, which then has a huge impact on our stress hormones, has a huge impact on energy and our mental concentration. So at the end of the day, if we can feel good in our body in terms of physical energy and mental energy, we're going to handle things very differently.
0: Hmm. That's so true. If if you've had a good meal, you're much less likely to be angry with someone, aren't
1: you? Yeah, so that's a really good example, right? So think about it. If you have, you know, if I was to sit here and, and eat some chocolate, like in about half an hour, I would crash, my energy would crash. And this is kind of happening in our bodies because stress releases a lot of, glucose into the system so even if you don't eat right stress releases a lot of glucose and that causes our blood sugar levels to go up and down and then that is going to affect our concentration it's going to affect our mood it's going to affect our energy it can trigger anxiety right so it has a huge
0: impact yeah so so you saw this was happening to you what what did what kind of changes did you make
1: So like I said, changes to diet. I looked at ways, um, also herbal medicines can help to reduce stress. Obviously there's um, herbal adaptogens, which I won't get too much into because this obviously has to be something that's more prescribed, but really focusing on putting good nutrition into the body, cooking your meals at home. I mean that's something I already did anyway, but I see with a lot of my clients, particularly when they're busy, business owners, they do so much in their business that they're exhausted to. To cook, then afterwards, and a lot of meals are being eaten out,
0: mm.
1: so you can't control your nutrition if mm. someone is cooking your meals, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, the thing that I always say is like, start. I would recommend all of my clients and anyone listening is to go get a checkup from your GP and get a pathology test mm-hmm. to have a look at what's happening like inside your body, your your, your mineral levels, like your electrolytes, um, your iron. I always recommend women get thyroid, um, but also for men to thyroid test, have a look at your hormones, um, liver function test, who's normally included in a normal pathology test, mm. just to check up cholesterol, glucose, all of these things to have a look at is there something, is there, are there imbalances in the body that really need to be addressed? And that mm-hmm. can make a huge difference in the way that
0: you feel. Mm. And so you You started as a naturopath and you've spent many years building up like your naturopath practice, but now you also work in this kind of coaching side of things. So how did that come about?
1: Well, that came about through my own journey because I realized that sometimes you can do all the right things in terms of taking care of yourself and you still feel burnt out, still feel tired, still feel exhausted, still feel overstressed. And I really came to see that this mental and emotional stress piece was really what's draining our energy and draining our energy for a lot of people. They look at, you know, stress is like this number one factor um, of, you know, making us tired and making us sick, Mm -hmm. yet we can't seem to get a handle on it, right? We create, you know, it's great to have routines, whether you're, you know, I always recommend my clients go to bed earlier, Um, exercise is a way to relieve stress, journaling, meditation, all of those things. but For me and what I found with my work with my clients is that there has to be a shift in understanding how the mind works, how we can use our mind in a better way because Mm -hmm. that's really the heart of it because we get stuck in overthinking, worry, concern, and we're not using our minds in the best way that they're designed to be used.
0: Mm. So what shifted for you then? In that area? just
1: seeing that I was uh, creating a lot of my own stress. So if, you know, for example, like in business, you know, business has its, you know, cash flow and financial ups and downs, right? And if you're in a low point, you could really get stressed out about that, right? And your mind can come to all of these scenarios of what could happen, you know, these worst case scenarios. It's in that place that we create a lot of stress for ourselves. And I could see that, you know, sometimes, like say in the beginning of my business, sometimes, you know, there was cash flow issues and I'd be really stressed. And then other days I wouldn't be stressed, yet the bank the number of my bank account was still the same. Mm-hmm. Right? And I could really see that there was more to play here than just actually what what my financial situation was. Yeah, or what it was my- attitudinal. Yeah, it was more my perspective, right? It was more my mind was focused and, and concentrated on those things and worrying about them, thinking, you know, we get stuck on a problem because we try to find a solution, but the, the mind works best when our mind is, is clear.
0: Mm.
1: That's the best way that we resolve, um, you know, we find solutions. But being stuck with lots of thinking and then overthinking and more overthinking doesn't help us come to a solution.
0: No, but it, it can be uh, difficult to kind of quiet that side of your mind if, it, if, if you do have some legitimate stresses around cash flow or, or staff shortages or whatever. How do you get that voice to go, yeah. <laughs> go silent? Well, I don't think you'll ever get it to go silent, but um, it's, a, it's a case of
1: like is it in the forefront of your mind? Like is it like a loud oh. marching band in your head or is yeah. it in the back? You know, yeah. you know, and that's the difference. And I think for me, uh, in my experience and with that of my clients is that when you actually see that I perform really well when my mind is clear and that when I'm overwhelmed, maybe I just need to step back for five minutes, mm. chill out a bit, because I know that if I come back clear, I'll be able to do my work and be able to think clearly and find a solution to a problem or come up with another creative idea. Mm can't do that when I'm overwhelmed
0: yeah so is that does like meditation play a role in that because it's kind of a bit like you know don't think about the elephant well all you want to do is think about the elephant how do you how do you practically what are some what's some advice for kind of quieting down that that voice that's causing you so much stress
1: yeah well I think whatever if you can walk away like for me if I just walk away and if I go for a quick walk or I'll ring someone and have a chat just to take literally take my mind off it. And for someone else, it might be meditation or it might be, I don't know, watching something on TV for or five minutes. I don't know, whatever takes your mind off that in the moment will be enough to relieve mm. the overwhelm and clear your mind.
0: Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, it does. So let's talk about um, your business as it is today because it's quite different from, from mm-hmm. where you started. Um, you've probably helped thousands of women in their journey to kind of balance
1: mm-hmm.
0: their their ambitions with their their work and their life. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a tricky tightrope, isn't it?
1: It is tricky. Um, I always say that as long as you have a, like a recovery plan in place, you have a plan in place that looks after you, takes care of your physical health, your mental health, and you have hab- good habits in place, then, you know, with business you get really busy times where, you you know, it's not going to be so balanced but then you you still have your recovery plan and then you have a recovery period to kind of balance it out. But in terms of, you know, work-life balance every day, it probably is not going to look like that mm-hmm. um, but as long as you're taking care of, you know, physical, mental and emotional needs.
0: Mm, yeah, I guess it, it is unrealistic to think every day is going to be, this perfect balance day. <laughs> yeah. That's a very unrealistic very expectation. Unrealistic. I mean, I think you're lucky to have a
1: good week, whatever that looks like. But I mean, you know, there'll be pockets of time, there'll be some days or, you know, it could be weeks that you have like more downtime or take a break. And it's just balancing that out while still taking care of yourself. And in terms of uh, my business, yeah, it's really changed over the years. So I've, I went from being in a clinic to taking everything online. And this was many years ago before it was anything. So in terms of there was no other naturopaths doing anything online. So it was really discovering a new way to do business. And it was a quite a big learning curve for me
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: because marketing plays a huge role and um, technology, but just the technology in itself. Mm. It was quite huge back then. So yeah, I run online programs. I do group coaching. I do one-on-one. Do corporate um, training programs. So yeah, it's really
0: diversified. Mm. But I guess the the problems are pretty much the same across the board.
1: <laughs> they are. Yeah. yeah. Look, even I mean, I get a lot of teachers, nurses, stay-at-home mums. Like it's really everyone's feeling the effects. Effects of you know, having chronic stress. Mm. Yeah.
0: What do you think is driving this kind of epidemic of stress?
1: I think it's very accepted.
0: Mm.
1: You know, I think it's very much become the norm um, to be stressed. I mean some people in business will, it's almost worn like a badge of honour. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm so burnt out, you know, because I work so hard and. um And I think there's just, there's not enough, uh, I don't know if balance, but not enough recovery in place. Like if you look at athletes, they push themselves, you know, to extreme mentally, physically, emotionally, uh, and yet they're champions Mm. and they really take care of their physical, I mean, they obviously have a team, but they take care of their physical and mental and emotional health. They really take, they have self-care in place. As part of their recovery,
0: to keep them as champions. So we all need to take a leap out of that athlete's book and and adopt self care as part of our, as part of our every day.
1: Definitely, like I think, yeah, definitely. Like I say, like I remember reading about uh, an Olympian in the U.S. She was a long distance runner, Deanna Castor, and she she said it wasn't her training that ended up making her a champion, but it was her self-care and recovery plan like she slept a lot like I can't remember how many hours but it was like she was sleeping through the day she was napping she was having lots of sleep at night she was uh, you know eating well and and just her self-care was what she ramped up that made her a champion in the end
0: mm. do you think that there's sometimes there's these um feelings of guilt, though, because I think everyone's got so so many expectations on them about how much they need to achieve every day, that if they take time out to look after themselves, they feel like they're they're doing wrong by someone else sometimes.
1: Yeah, I think then you've got to look at how you show up too. So say, you know, if you're a mum, you run a business and you've got kids, like at the end of the day, like a lot of women come to see me because they are running the business, they're burnt out and they're snapping and yelling at their kids mm-hmm. and they don't want to be like that. And so it's not showing up as your best self. And I think looking at it from that perspective or well, yeah, it may guilt, whatever, but you're actually, you could, if you take care of yourself, you're actually going to feel better and enjoy the company of you know, your kids and your family without feeling like um, you're too tired to have the patience.
0: Mm-hmm. So is that like a, an early warning sign? What would some other signs be that you're, you're on the brink of uh, going into <laughs> full-scale burnout? <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I think if you're feeling tired all the time and your sleep is not helping you to feel recovered, so if you still wake up tired, so it doesn't matter if you get enough sleep, you're still waking up tired. Um, the other thing I normally tend to see is that, uh, reacting to even small amounts of stress. So little things setting you off, whether it be making you anxious and overwhelmed, or it's making you irritable and angry. Mm. So, whereas normally something like that wouldn't,
0: um, yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, cause it can, um, impact people different ways. As you said, like some people might get that sense of overwhelm and anxiety and other people might just get ferociously angry. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, And it's, you know, it's a different emotion but it's the same problem underneath. And um, losing joy in your work, like it starts to feel, business starts to feel like a burden, too much pressure, too hard, Um, not uh, energising but draining.
0: We're just going to take a little break and uh, have a short ad break, and we'll be back with more from Besna in just a minute. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these new chews at Ollie.com. That's O L Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right, we're back with Vesna and we're chatting more about burnout and some of the signs that might show that you're in danger of slipping into a full-scale meltdown. And we've talked about the the um you know, sleep being an issue, the losing joy in your work, the, the feelings of overwhelm or anxiety and um, perhaps anger. Is there anything else that might be a sign pointing to the fact that we've probably had enough? It's time to put your hand up and go, I need some help. <laughs>
1: um, well, I mean, there's quite a few. I mean, you could, if you notice yourself drinking more, I see a lot of um, business owners that, you know, this is stress relief. Yeah. Um, drinking more alcohol at the end of the day just to kind of unwind mm. and then it ends up being can be every day and then
0: obviously that all adds up <laughs> and yeah. that won't be great for those um liver results in your pathology screen <laughs> <laughs>
1: all
0: right so we've recognized some of these signs what's the first thing we should do yes I was like I said I was recommending
1: to get a pathology test get a checkup just to have mm-hmm. a look at what's happening inside the body, if there's anything out of balance. And sometimes, you know, sometimes it's when you see uh, imbalances in your pathology, it's a, it can be a bit of a wake-up call for some people who are not, you know, focusing on themselves and not feeling like, feeling like they don't have the time, right? So it's a little mm-hmm. bit of a wake-up call in a good way, though, mm-hmm. um, to get them to take action. So I always recommend to do that. The other thing is to reduce stress on your body so improving nutrition so really going for making better food choices cooking at home like i always say you we always stick to the same meals like we we tend to eat about we have most people generally eat 10 of the same meals like it's it's some variation of 10 meals and so if Mm -hmm. you were to cook at home and and find some healthier recipes that you could just make really quickly once you get used to it Mm -hmm. um that would be a really positive step to changing your, phys- you know, your nutrition and your health and vitality.
0: Mm. Uh, because a change is as good as a holiday, that's what they say. <laughs> what we
1: say. Um, and like I said, the other thing is reducing mental stress. So finding ways, whether it be coaching, because coaching can be good because it helps you to identify or address your specific points where you get stuck, mm. uh, or, you know, incorporating something like meditation, doing exercise something that helps you to switch off and to unwind.
0: Mm-hmm. And you mentioned sleep early on um, yeah. how important is it getting those eight or nine hours because some people think they can get by with just five or six.
1: Yeah look most of the research proves that to be not true right that you have to actually have the you know eight to nine hours of sleep it starts to affect. Mental health; it starts to affect um, our body's uh, metabolic health, so our metabolism. Um, it affects our appetite hormones, so a lot of that stuff can start to lead to cravings and eating the wrong foods and gaining weight. Um, but it's important for recovery, like our brain, you know, cleanses, detoxifies while we're sleeping, and so we have this kind of like a, a mind reset overnight. And the the eight hours is important, and and the time that we get to bed before midnight is equally important because it aligns with our circadian rhythm. So getting to bed, like I'll always say, be, you know, in bed 9.30, 10pm. And I know for some business owners that can seem really early, mm-hmm. but the recovery effects from that are huge.
0: Mm. What about if you're someone who happens to be, you know, working their, their businesses in hospitality, for example, mm-hmm. so, you know, shift work is part of what they do. How how can they make sure that they get enough rest?
1: So the days that they're not working late, even trying to, you know, organise their schedule so that some days they can be home a little bit earlier um, or the days that they're not working get to bed at a good time and catch up on that rest, having naps where they can just to catch up on the missed sleep. Because quite Mm -hmm. often, you know, hospitality workers, sometimes they, they can go to bed late and still wake up early or sometimes they go to bed late, wake up very late. Um, as long as they're getting sufficient sleep obviously they can't have the um the time before midnight sometimes but where they can they should get it Mm -hmm.
0: and what about morning routines are you a one of those people that's a proponent of the morning routine start your day you know with exercise or a special breakfast or whatever like
1: How important
0: are those kind of habits?
1: Well, I always recommend for someone who is um, burnt out or heading towards burnt out is to have uh, breakfast within 20 minutes of waking. Really? Yeah, it does a lot to reduce stress hormones before because our stress hormones, our cortisol, which is our main stress hormone, starts to rise naturally in the morning is what wakes us up. Um, and it's our highest in the morning. And if we go too long without eating breakfast when we're burnt out or heading towards burnout, our stress hormones will really rise, like they really hit a new peak. So that kind of sets us up for the day of feeling overwhelmed, anxious, um, mm-hmm. stressed. And it does a lot of other things to our metabolism as well. But if you can have breakfast within 20 minutes, you will find that your energy is just more balanced, um, not feeling as stressed or anxious and metabolism is much happier that way as well. So I'm a smoothie, I'm like the queen of smoothies in the morning because it's so fast, quick and easy. Um, You can pack a lot of nutrition into a smoothie and um, you can even pre-make it the night before and just chuck it into the blender and have it and even have it on the go. But, Mm. yeah, the 20 minutes is the the sweet spot.
0: What about a walk? Should we all try and get a walk in before we go to work? (laughs) I think we should
1: you know the aim should be to, to have exercise, daily exercise, daily movement, whether it be walking, whether it be doing some strength training. And I think for a lot of I think for a lot of people in business now, a lot of the workies you know can be on the computer. For me, it is like I'm spend all day sitting at the computer or standing or a standing desk. but getting out and moving absolutely important.
0: Hmm. So we've covered that morning routine. we've covered the importance of good sleep and um, getting your breakfast in early in that first 20 minutes, what else do we need to be doing?
1: Well, the other thing that I do with uh, my clients is really look at balancing the hormones because with prolonged stress, you're going to find that stress hormones throw out the thyroid hormones or even our like, normal like sex hormones, testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, they all get thrown out um, and can affect and drive more anxiety and depression. Uh, neurotransmitters in the brain get thrown out, and so just correcting those imbalances, again, that's a bit more prescriptive. But if you can reduce stress, like physical stress, mental and emotional stress, set up these routines, get to bed earlier, eat well, cook at home, etc., you will reduce the stress hormones in the body. Stress hormones are kind of uh, the really dominant. Like basically, when we're stressed, all of our other hormones get impacted. And so, if you can reduce that part, you would do a lot to rebalance your hormones naturally.
0: Mm. So the the that importance then of getting going into your doctor, having a checkup, so you've got a baseline to see mm. what's going on with your body.
1: Yeah, and like I mean, if this would be helpful, because I normally I put this into a PDF. Like I normally recommend some some basic pathology tests that people have. Um, so you can take it to your GP or you can even order it online, like in the PDF, you know, I've got a link there. People want to order it online themselves um, and not line up at the GP, but just some just some good markers to have a look at, you know, um, all of those things, the hormones, the liver, the electrolytes, everything that will affect mental and physical health.
0: Mm-hmm. So fingers crossed, we... we do all the right things, we get our burnout under control, but we're back on track. How do we make sure it doesn't recur? Yeah, habits,
1: building those habits. Like I still eat within 20 minutes of waking. Sometimes I'll do fasting, but that, the exercise, getting to bed on time, obviously if I'm working back later, that doesn't always happen, but good nutrition, cooking at home, like the habits that you build as part of your recovery stay in your Mm. plan.
0: Yeah, and is it easy to build a healthy habit? It is. It depends on.
1: I think my experience is it's only hard if you we make things hard, right? We make it hard in in the way that we maybe see them um, and maybe our past experiences. But really, I mean, the habits are not hard in themselves. Some people find it easy. Some people find it more challenging, and it really um, depends on the person. But no. because once you start to feel better, it's really easy to keep
0: going. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. As long as you feel better. <laughs>
1: oh, you don't always I mean you know, in in my programs, I always make sure that I do the the hacks that are going to shift people people's energy and their mood. Because I know that and we all when we start something, we want to see results, right? And unfortunately it doesn't always happen like that if someone's been unwell for a long time. But you know. The the quick habits that will start to shift the energy and the mood quite quickly creates motivation for people and obviously they need the energy to keep going. And so it builds energy so they can take the next step and then the next step.
0: Mm. What's your your favourite, I know what your favourite breakfast dish is, what's your favourite go-to dinner? (laughs)
1: Oh, do I have a favorite go-to dinner? I probably have an easy go-to dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Salmon and vegetables. I think, you know, when things get really busy, that's I have a lot of that. (laughs) And then I'm like, okay, I need to pull back a bit because I'm eating a lot of
0: salmon and veggies. But, um, yeah. Uh, Lots of (laughs) omega-3s.
1: Lots of omega-3s, good protein, and always veggies, and even some carbohydrates. Like I love um, brown rice
0: um or starchy veg as well mm. and what about supplements should we be taking them or not or should we be hoping to get it all in our diet well
1: uh, i think that would be nice um i do take supplements i do recommend supplements it, again it really depends on the person what comes up in their pathology tests i always think a multivitamin is really good that concentrates in b vitamins stress vitamins so we burn off a lot of b's B vitamins with stress um, more than often we consume. Uh, magnesium is a really good one if people um, are feeling quite stressed and anxious and overwhelmed. Again, magnesium is something that we burn a lot of it off um, through stress and through our lifestyles. I think we don't realise how stressed and busy and non-stop our lifestyles are. And that re- you know that takes a lot of nutrition. Um, and an antioxidant, and a fish oil, but it really depends on, you know, where where the person's at. But I think a good multi and magnesium during times of stress is just a really good basic place to start. Mm.
0: And are you still uh, practicing in your clinic on the day to day or it's more uh, more to do with your kind of coaching?
1: So I don't have a clinic anymore. I haven't for many years now. But I do. I see. So I have a online program i have a group program where i do one-on-one with that and then i have just my straight up one-on-one which is more coaching and um you know kind of peak performance coaching and nutrition Mm. or energy and performance Mm.
0: so what's your web address let's tell our listeners where they can find out more about you and your program if they want to Kiss Burnout
1: Goodbye. They can <laughs> sign up. <laughs> yeah. So it's Vesna Hurstow. So my name is, last name's a bit strange. It's H R S T O. So VesnaHurstow.com. If they go to VesnaHurstow.com forward slash download, they can download a little kit that I have with pathology tests and um, kind of what uh, people can do to start, you know, Kiss Burnout Goodbye.
0: <laughs> we all would like to do that. <laughs> Yes. Thank you so much for your time this morning. It's been great chatting with you. Um, one final tip for our listeners on their their wellness journey. What would it be? Something that they need, to, if they can only do one thing, what should they um, be doing?
1: Yeah, I would say just start with one thing. Like even if it's the wake up and have breakfast within 20 minutes of waking, right, that would be the tip. But sometimes we can make it really complicated and try to do so many things at once. You know, the success in our programs have been that we just really simplify it, like just one step at a time. Mm. works really well.
0: <laughs> you and AA. <laughs> yeah oh, okay. <laughs> <Weird>. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Besta. Great having Thank you on you. the show today. Pleasure. Thank you so much. Bye.